You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. In today's show, J.J. Watt gets yet another honor. Good news for Dylan Cole. And I'll tell you how you can celebrate the life of the Texans' late owner, Bob McNair, plus our NFL expert and fantasy guru, Andy Rio, stops by for his weekly wisdom on the Texans, the week's best NFL matchups, and some helpful fantasy advice for your fantasy roster. Welcome aboard, everybody. Robert Land from the Houston Sports Talk podcast with you as usual. My co-host, Brian Patterson, with the day off for this one. But thanks for diving into your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. Congratulations to J.J. Watt to start off with for being named AFC Defensive Player of the Week again. It's the seventh time in his career he's been so honored. His numbers Monday, in case you forgot, nine tackles, one and a half sack, uh, one forced fumble, two quarterback hits, and one tackle for loss. In case you missed this news, the Texans activated Dylan Cole Tuesday and released Josh Kyes, the linebacker. Cole might not be activated this week. Don't know yet, but it's a good sign that he is activated, and that adds a ton of depth to the Texans' defense if they can get him back in the fold. Also, for those of you who might be interested, there will be a celebration of life for Bob McNair a week from Friday, 2 p.m. at NRG Stadium. Again, that's Friday, 2 p.m. at NRG Stadium. Uh, It's not this coming Friday, but it's a week from Friday, and it's open to the public. Time to bring in Andy Rio for Fantasy Takes and NFL Insight. We do it every week, and Andy brings two decades of experience writing for fantasy publications and websites. Look for his weekly article on LockedOnTexans.com. Good to talk to you, Andy. And I tell you what, the Texans pick up their eighth in a row. What did you see on Monday night that you like from the Texans? Well, overall, I was very impressed with just how balanced the Texans were. Uh, I mean, they had a good defensive showing with a number of sacks. They had uh, a definite variety show going on offense. Lamar Miller with that phenomenal 97-yard touchdown run. Deshaun Watson looked great. Uh, Demarius Thomas getting more acclimated, had a couple of touchdown catches. Wasn't a gigantic statistical night for DeAndre Hopkins, but uh, he had another great catch uh, there near the end of the first half at the sideline. So just an overall strong showing for the team. I I don't know if there's really anything overly glamorous about the night uh, other than, you know, maybe Miller's touchdown run and Watson's long run after the scramble, but just it was an overall good showing for what has become a very good team. You getting any more confidence in Lamar Miller as a fantasy option as he kind of picks up these hundred yard games more recently? I'd say yes. Uh, I mean, obviously the fact that they have yet to activate uh, Deontay Foreman uh, certainly keeps him in a lead role. I mean, the presence of Alfred Blue is a little concerning here and there because Blue is still getting a decent amount of carries. But uh, there's no doubt right now that Miller is certainly a solid starting running back in fantasy. All right, the Cleveland Browns, Andy, they're looking a little pesky right now. They look like a dangerous team. Uh, What do you think about this game coming up Sunday? Well, certainly the Browns are not the joke that they have been in recent seasons. Uh, They have uh, done very well in terms of uh, drafting this year. Uh, We all know the spotlight is on Baker Mayfield, but uh, I don't think it's hearsay 
to say that Nick Chubb is actually the biggest star rookie the Browns have on offense. He had that 92-yard run against Atlanta. He had 128 yards total and two touchdowns in the win over Cincinnati last week. Uh, He's been phenomenal. That's not to take away from Mayfield. He's done uh, well as a starter, especially considering the Browns don't have a ton of weapons. Jarvis Landry has actually been a bit of a disappointment. Antonio Callaway is erratic. Uh, Tight end David Njoku is actually one of the steadier receiving threats uh, Mayfield has. This will definitely be a big test for the Browns. Uh, The past two games, certainly the Falcons and Bengals have been fading, and the Texans are on a high. Cleveland could make it somewhat interesting. I still think this is definitely a good spot for the Texans to get uh, their ninth victory in a row, unless, of course, they're really napping looking ahead to the Colts a week from Sunday. What do you think that the Browns should do moving forward? I mean, this staff has done a better job. I mean, is it still a kind of wait and see and see what these guys do? Uh, They've got definitely uh, better offense, a little bit better offensive production than they were getting under Hugh Jackson. Oh, sure. I mean, Hugh Jackson just, quite frankly, did a lousy job as head coach of the Browns. So the the – Interim group led by Greg Williams and Freddie Kitchens as the offensive coordinator certainly has been a vast improvement. But I think with five games to go, you still kind of have to wait and see before you make a significant decision. But there's no doubt Cleveland is at least, by their standards, respectable right now. Right. And and do you think Baker Mayfield uh, has surprised you a little bit? I mean, I, I know you somebody that you weren't tremendously high on when the season started. He has done better than I expected he would do, yes. I, I would definitely say so. And he has the potential to regress further if they can get more weapons for him in the future. I mean, it, definitely for the first time in years, uh, there is a light at the end of the tunnel for the Browns. All right, before I go on, I, I just want to say thanks to a, a few listeners, and we're going to come back to Andy in just a bit because we got to get to the five best matchups of the coming week. And uh, just... I had a great back and forth with Mark Crow via email. One of our listeners will get into some of the topics that Mark asked about in the next couple of weeks, but really fun conversation. Also a big thanks to Richie Castaneda, Eric from Texans, UK, Jorge Lopez, Anthony Wood, Vincent Longoria, Michael Rodriguez, Colton Milstead, uh, Louis Torres, Gabriel, and Leo. So a lot of good reaction from some of our listeners over the last couple of weeks. Also got to talk about our friends over at my bookie because, Hey, the Texans, they're favored by six over the Browns this week. Uh, if you go to my bookie and if you think you can make some money off this game, you like that point spread. You think maybe the Texans are even going to do better than that. Maybe you think, uh, wait a second on, you know, the ninth straight win and, and the Browns are looking frisky. Well, just you go to mybookie.ag. That's where you want to place a little wager on it. We're going to tell you about a deal that they offer through Locked On Texans. Remember who you're betting on. It's just important is who you're betting with. And mybookie, they've been in business for years. They've got great reviews. Their mobile site's easy to use. And we can only recommend a service that's been good to us. That's why we urge you to wake, make your way to mybookie. They have in-game live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored and the most rewarding player perks in the business. And hey, if you're willing to deposit after 6 p.m., they're going to give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. 
Join now and my bookie matches your deposit dollar for dollar. We tell you about it every week, but this is a great deal. You just use the promo code locked on 25, locked on like locked on Texans, locked on 25 to activate the offer. If you wait till 6 p.m., you get that extra $25 free play by using that promo code. Uh, real easy to do. Just go ahead, wait until after dinner, take the extra money because my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Well, Andy, let's look at your five matchups to watch this week. We're going to highlight maybe three of them. And since the Texans will be jockeying with the Patriots for playoff position the rest of the way, hey, you know, if you're a Texans fan, you got to be real interested in this Vikings-Patriots game. And, and can the Texans, Andy, get a little help from the Vikings? I would not pick Minnesota to win this game, but I don't think it's impossible that they could win the game. Uh, right now, Minnesota at 6-4-1, and one, they've got the top wild card spot in the NFC. They have at least, I think, a couple of easy games left on the schedule with Minnesota and Detroit, but they also have to travel to Seattle, host Chicago, who they lost to uh, recently, and then, of course, they have to go to New England for this clash. So the Vikings are going to need to steal one of these games, I think, to to qualify for the postseason, get to nine wins, taking into account that they would win two games uh, over Miami and Detroit. So New England's defense has been decent this year, maybe not phenomenal. So it's entirely possible that Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs can have another big game like they did against Green Bay uh, on Sunday night. So I I think there's an outside chance Minnesota can win this one. It's going to be a real test for the Vikings defense. They've been playing very well of late. But Tom Brady has a full set of weapons again. Uh, Rob Gronkowski was back, had a touchdown catch in Sunday's win over the Jets. Julian Edelman is playing well. Uh, Josh Gordon is playing well. They've got uh, the good running back duo of Sony Michelle and James White clicking. So it ought to be a really good game up there in Foxborough. But I wouldn't absolutely count on the Texans getting help in this one. You can keep your fingers crossed that it might happen. But I'd still probably pick the Patriots in a fairly close one, I think. We haven't talked about this, but are you seeing you know, any age creeping into Tom Brady uh, this year? Is he, is he looking just a hair worse, maybe? Maybe. I mean, it's hard to tell, um, you know, because usually you see a pretty rapid decline. If, if anything, there's been a slight decline. And The Patriots still have the ultimate buffer zone. Even if Brady slips some, the rest of their division is horrible. So it's entirely possible that he could slip a little bit in the regular season. And if he wakes up for the postseason, look out for New England again. Yeah, that well, the slippage you you would hope would go into the postseason, but we'll see about that. I mean, I just I keep waiting and waiting and waiting. It's it's the longest waiting game in the history of the NFL. But how about another game? That will be a big deal for Texans fans to watch. And assuming uh, they take care of their business in the AFC South, the Texans, uh, this Chargers-Steelers game could be huge because both of these teams have a tough schedule the rest of the way. The Texans, obviously, they would love to get a number two seed and maybe not have to play a wild card game or you know what, whatever we're calling that game these days. But it's basically the wild card game. Uh, the Chargers, let's look at them, Andy. Can they help the Texans here? 
I mean, can they beat the Steelers? Because the Steelers, you know, their schedule's starting to look a little bit tough as we get uh, closer and closer towards the end of the season. Well, I think the Chargers certainly have a shot at beating Pittsburgh, but uh, the odds are going to be against them uh, with uh, Melvin Gordon out. They have a darn good backup in Austin Eckler, who if for some reason is still out there in your fantasy league, and he's probably not by this point, but if he's out there, uh, grab him. He's not going to produce quite as well as Gordon has, but he's going to be a solid starter down the stretch. It's just a tough spot having to travel to Pittsburgh on a Sunday night, and the Steelers, you know, every so often Pittsburgh seems to lose a game they should have won. I think that was probably the case in Denver, although the Broncos are probably a little bit better than people give them credit for, not that they're a great team by any stretch of the imagination. But I think the Steelers certainly will wake up and uh, get back on track at home for this one. Uh, Certainly, it's not a great matchup for the Steelers. The Chargers have a decent defense overall, but uh, you can certainly count on the likes of Juju Smith-Schuster, Antonio Brown, James Conner, Ben Roethlisberger, the usual suspects. How do you put these AFC teams in tiers? I mean, it, it seems like the Chiefs are, are kind of in their own tier in a way. Um, and then the Steelers, Patriots, Chargers, do you put them all in, in kind of their tier by themselves? Uh, are the Texans close to that tier? Or is one of those uh, three teams that I mentioned, are, are they a little bit lower than the other two? I think that the AFC, aside from whoever is the sixth seed right now, and it's Baltimore, is pretty bunched up. I I think there's more of a line of separation in the NFC where the Rams and Saints, you know, they're kind of on their own plateau. Then you drop down to the Bears and certainly probably drop down a little bit more to some of the other teams. I think the AFC teams are generally pretty pretty balanced overall. The Cowboys are playing pretty good football. This just in, and the Texans win over Dallas, looking better than we thought at the time. Uh, But, hey, uh, they have no chance against the Saints this week. Some chance. I mean, what do you think? Well, I'd say they have some chance. Uh, I think they're a decent enough, decent enough team to give New Orleans some fits. But right now, the Saints are just absolutely hot, and it's hard to see them losing. It may happen at some point. They still have to host Pittsburgh. They've got two games with Carolina. Even though the Panthers are reeling, uh, they are divisional foes and. Certainly, uh, Carolina is capable of beating New Orleans if everything breaks right. Uh, I just the the question I would have with this one is is I mean the the main strength for Dallas, despite the emergence or reemergence of Dak Prescott now that Amari Cooper is in town, is still their running game, and the best thing the Saints do on defense is stopping the run. So if it's not going to be a huge night for Ezekiel Elliott. Can Prescott and Cooper help them keep pace with Drew Brees? I, I just don't like the Cowboys if it turns into a shootout. They've got to keep it a pretty low-scoring game and buck the odds and get Elliott going. And certainly he could. I mean, he's always capable of huge games against anybody. But on paper, it's a difficult matchup for Dallas. Yeah, we're about to do your hired fired in just a couple of minutes. But uh, Amari Cooper, you, you told us to hire him, didn't you, a couple weeks ago? Well, he's not a guy I think that would have been off many fantasy rosters. Uh, certainly, though, his stock improved going to Dallas because uh, the Raiders were going nowhere fast. Uh, I, you know, I mean, who knows what they're doing out there? It's a really bad situation, and you know, with John Gruden taking over there, I think there's a lot of guys that really question if they feel wanted. 
And, you know, Cooper going to Dallas, I mean, he definitely felt wanted there. Uh, he certainly hasn't been a horrible player by any stretch of the imagination. He was a little inconsistent at Oakland, certainly. But, uh, you know, sometimes a change in scenery can really do values for a guy. And, and uh, although I certainly don't have the Cowboys on my short list of Super Bowl contenders, uh, certainly guys at least want to play for a playoff team. And that's not the Oakland Raiders in 2018. Yeah, he's he's helped uh, Dak Prescott's career a little bit this well, at least this year anyway, and maybe into the future. We're going to see about that. But uh, for the rest of Andy's top five matchups this week, just go to LockedOnTexans.com. You know where to uh, read the everything about the, going on with the Texans, our website. And, and in just a bit, Andy's got advice to help improve your fantasy team. But first, time to talk about our partners at Action Heat. They make the world's best battery-heated clothing. Action Heat clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat with heat, heating panels similar to a heated car seat. They can reach temps of up to 35 degree, 135 degrees and are powered by a rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion battery that lasts up to 12 hours on each charge. What's cool is you can also use the batteries to recharge your phone while you're wearing the clothing. So how about that? They're, they're perfect for anybody on your holiday gift list. We know that's coming up. And they're also great for anyone who works outdoors, skiers, snowboarders, at least if, you know, in Houston, you might be making that trip up to the mountains uh, or just anyone that loves the outdoors and hates being cold. And it's been a little bit cooler this year for, for a Houston winter. Action Heat Clothing provides toasty warmth and comfort for your whole body, including heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, and even undergarments like heated base layer shirts and long johns they're available for men and women with great new styles and models just released for this winter season make winter activities more enjoyable with the blast of warmth perfect uh perfect solution even in the most frigid winter weather and they fit everyone's budget starting at 39.99 plus we got a special deal for our listeners to save 20 percent off your entire order just go to actionheat.com slash lockdown to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. Again, that's Action Heat slash Locked On, or use the code Locked On at checkout to save 20%. So you make that big order, you can save a bunch of money off of it, 20%. Stay toasty, warm, while you enjoy all your winter activities with Action Heat. Andy, if, if I need help on my fantasy w- roster this week, who should we hire? Because uh, boy, it's it's just it's incredible. It's five weeks to go in the regular season, the fantasy season ending rapidly. Yeah, I'm going to focus on a couple of uh, the Texans AFC South rivals uh, this week uh, in terms of like offensive players uh, that will help you. Uh, Leonard Fournette, of course, is suspended for Jacksonville. Uh, the Jaguars are just a disaster right now. Uh, obviously, they've completely unraveled. Blake Bortles has now been benched. It'll be Cody Kessler starting at quarterback. And with that in mind, you have to figure that the Jaguars will want to fire up the running game. So that puts T.J. Yeldon and Carlos Hyde both in play. I would tend to think Yeldon is the one I would want to go after in free agency because when them playing the Colts, uh, it's quite possible they could be playing from behind, and Yeldon is a little bit more of a factor in the passing game. Speaking of the Colts, uh, their outstanding uh, running back, Marlon Mack, is unfortunately in the concussion protocol right now. That would make Niam Hines and Jordan Wilkins viable, with Hines uh, being the better play. Staying in the AFC South on the defensive side of the ball, 
Uh, obviously, we saw that the Titans didn't very, fare very well against the Texans, but matchups are on Tennessee's side the next couple of weeks. They host the Jets this Sunday and Jacksonville after that. Uh, also, Seattle uh, this week, and again in Week 15, they will play San Francisco. Uh, some of the... the uh, cult hero status of uh, Nick Mullins has worn off. And if it's Nick Mullins or uh, C.J. Beathard at quarterback, uh, that's a good matchup for a rising Seahawks team that uh, a lot of people did not expect to be in the thick of the NFC playoff race at this point. But uh, Pete Carroll and company have done an excellent job of exceeding expectations. Who is it time to cut bait on? I mean, it's it's late now. It's late in the game. But is it is it time to... Fire somebody from your fantasy team at this point? Oh, sure. Uh, One person that I had high hopes for going into the season uh, was Royce Freeman of the Denver Broncos, and and he's probably more of a benching uh, than a termination, but uh, he just got six carries against Pittsburgh. Phillip Lindsay has pretty much taken over uh, that Denver backfield. Uh, Isaiah Crowell, uh, another guy who might be kind of hard to just get rid of completely because fantasy backs – can be hard to find, but uh, outside of two big games, he's failed to top 50 yards in every other game he's played this year in terms of rushing yards. There might be some games he got over 50 in terms of total yardage, but with a weak Jets offense, uh, hard to really see him helping teams. Uh, Maybe he'll blow up for another big game at some point, but uh, I wouldn't have a lot of faith in him. Uh, another guy that uh, it's real hard to have faith in, and I was high on him after Geronimo Allison was lost for the season. Uh, that's Marquez Valdez-Scanling of the Green Bay Packers. He had played very well earlier this year, but over his past two games, he has two catches for 11 yards. That's not helping any fantasy teams. Uh, in defense of him, the Packers do have Arizona and Atlanta the next couple of weeks. Those are Pretty darn good matchups, but I think if you're not going to cut him outright, you at least need to bench him because guys that are that unproductive just simply shouldn't be starting. <laughs> All right, good stuff, Andy. Go to LockedOnTexans.com for more advice from Andy. If you got questions for him, it's just at Andy Rio on Twitter. It's Rio as in R-I-O-U-X. Uh, always a pleasure, man. Let's do this again next week. All right, sounds good. If you're enjoying Locked On Texans, don't forget to tell your friends. Let them know they can find us on Spotify, the Google Podcast app, and iTunes, uh, among other places. Plenty of places to subscribe to us. And it's free content, and we do this on a daily basis, as you guys know. Support us by sharing our show links. Maybe retweet uh, our, our latest episode or you know share us on Facebook as well. Take a few seconds. Rate us on iTunes. LockedOnTexans.com. Hey, that's the place to go because it's not just podcasts. Nathan, Joe, Andy, Brandon, Calvin doing tremendous work over there. My partner, Brian, he covers everything in Houston sports on houseofhouston.com over on Houston Sports Talk. I I do it weekly with my buddy, RG Seal. We get some uh, great guests Uh, this week. We've got locked on, or excuse me, uh, we've got our Aggies uh, insider is on talking about the best game of the year in college football. It's incredible seven overtime game the Aggies beat LSU so go check that out as well as our regular weekly show on Rockets Astros Texans and everything going on in Houston sports that's all we got for this one Uh, barring something major we will talk to you again on Sunday for the post game show as always thanks for making us a part of your week
You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 